morning, folks. Good morning, good morning. Hopefully everyone is well, wherever you are. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat here, Monday the 19th. Nice and, uh, nice and crisp here today. A bit of a shout out to anyone who's in lockdown. Uh, hang in there, stick with it. Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Morning, James. Morning, Alison. Oh, yeah, a few of you guys flying in there today. Trying a new system here, so hopefully it's uh, it's coming through clear. Um, I've worked out how to fly the comments in and um, show you guys on screen at this second, but I think I'll do that. I'll be able to work that out <laughs> sometime soon. So hopefully you're all awesome and well. Um, Hardik, good morning, Arnie. Good morning, Jeff. Jay, good morning. Good to see you, mate. Hopefully everyone has got a nice fresh coffee wherever you are uh, in the world. Uh, everything's uh, warming up now, which is great. Um, welcome back to those who are regulars who are come uh, coming and listening in each morning. The Wealth Coffee Chats, around about 8 o'clock each day. Uh, work day, work day, working days. Um, and um, being able to do them on the work days, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m., getting together. If anyone's new, um, give us a shout out in the chat. Welcome along. Good to see you here. If you're new, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jason Witten's my name. I've been property investing over 20 years and coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand uh, over 18. Uh, and uh, along the way, paid, paid, paid attention, learned a few things. So each morning, get a chance to share them with you guys. Uh, for those who are in the mentoring, remember tonight, tonight, we have our Brisbane Olympics special on tonight. We're going to dive deep into the Brisbane market tonight, and we're going to really um, uncover some interesting things about why we think the Brisbane market and the Olympics and the run we're having right now is going to absolutely rocket Brisbane to new levels, uh, so make sure you are registered for that one, gang. Uh, if you haven't already, you guys in mentoring and getting the coaching, this one's going to be an absolute cracker tonight, and I'm going to interview uh, an Olympian tonight, an Olympian, an ex-Olympian or a past Olympian, uh, gold medal winner, uh, and um, I'm going to do that live for the Wealth Faculty podcast, my podcast, Wealth Faculty, and... Um, we're going to have a good time. So hopefully you guys can dial in and join us tonight. Sam's going to go through the Brizzy market and what's going to happen, and I'm going to interview, uh, and we're going to talk about the Olympics coming up uh, in, I think it's 2030. But there you go. Anyway, gang, uh, we might kick off this morning's conversation, this morning's chat, and I want to talk to you guys about what do we do, what do you, what do, you do, what do we do when we run out of borrowing power and buying power because it's pretty normal. Pretty natural. Um, that does happen often, and it happens at different times for different reasons uh, in your investing career. Um, so, you know, let's talk about what that might be and the things that we can do. Sometimes there's not solutions to fix it. Sometimes there is, but sometimes we need to think outside the square uh, and make sure um, if you're in that acquisition mode or consolidation mode, uh, we think, or even lifestyle mode, we think about what are we doing. 
our job is to, um, you know, keep things rolling. So, you know, what now? What happens now when our borrowing power, uh, our buying power, we get our properties, you know, over the the period of time? Oh, let's do this. Over a period of time and, um, you know, we run into uh, we run into some challenges or some uh, problems. And you guys have seen this. I use this all the time because I think everybody needs to remember this is how we're doing it. We're, we're, we're creating a model that we can follow when it comes to the process of building our property portfolio. And let's say we're charging along and we've got three uh, good little investment properties and we run into a brick wall, we run into a challenge, we run into some sort of um, um, you know, lending issue, whatever that might be. You run out of buying power, you run out of borrowing power. What now? What do we do um, as we have a look at this section here? Well, I'll tell you what we do in the acquisition stage, gang. The acquisition stage, um, the, um, the process we need to make sure we have a look at is pretty straightforward and simple because the number one thing in this stage of buying power and borrowing is the idea of getting your income uh, up, and uh, sometimes we think about, oh, what, what do we, you know, what do we got to do with the property? The property's got to do something. No, uh, what has to happen, gang, is your income has to go up. Now, um, it, it's income up is much better, much easier than uh, expenses down. Okay, so uh, in this acquisition stage. Uh, for you as an individual, and I've spoken about this before, you know, you, you and your partner, whatever that might be, incomes are important in the acquisition stage. Your personal job income is the number one thing, the number one thing, okay? Income up um, and uh, across the two of you, um, anywhere between 30 to 50K of income increase will get you that next property, Okay depending on uh, a few little bibs and bobs, obviously. But, um, you know, your income is the most important thing to make sure it uh, it goes uh, up in value. Because, gang, listen, you know, at the end of the day, the pro- you're expecting the properties to go to work. Um, and uh, all of us, you know, when we start out our property investing, we're thinking, all right, well, when I'm successful at this, I'm going to have some choices. I might work three days a week, two days a week, not at all. Uh, that's fine, but that's not the case right now. Right now, our jobs is to get our incomes up, is to to get as much uh, cash put aside and create some um, some financial activity uh, as we go along. Now, listen, um, incomes up, and also make sure we have a look at our tax uh, deductions and variations. Okay, make sure uh, deductions. Make sure we're all over that, like a like a rash, uh, make sure we get all of that money back. And third, but not least, um, we need to create more deposits. Now, um, that comes from you saving some cash if you can, putting money in that offset account. Uh, Also, your property is growing in value. There's not a lot you can do at this stage with your properties uh, if they're brand new. Now, if they are an older property, there's some things we can do at this stage. Um, I would... Uh, renovate the property, okay? If you've got a spare amount of capital, $10,000, dollars $20,000, if the properties are older, 
um, and they need to freshen up, that can get your rents up for you, okay? Um, so down here, if we're talking about the property itself, we were talking about you a moment ago, we are talking about the property. Um, well, let's renovate the property. Let's fix that property up, okay? As we go, number two, we might get the rents up, okay? Um, you might be able to increase the rents now you've uh, renovated that property. And so that in this acquisition stage, there's a few things you can you can go and do, but it's not as straightforward. Um, it's pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of tricky stuff at this point in time. Now um, that is that is on the on the um, assumption it's your buying power, it's your income that's run out of steam. Okay, run out of steam. Now some of you might be sitting there. That's income. That's the income uh, bracket right there. Some of you might be sitting there and say, like, um, it's not income, Jason. I've got truckloads of equity um, or I've, I've even got some, you know, cash, but I can't borrow to get to the next one, okay? I can't borrow to get to the next one. If that's you, if this is you here, if that's you in that sort of equity cash position, then, um, uh, then the idea is that you can um, uh, do a joint venture or partner up with someone else who's got the borrowing power to um, to buy a property, okay? And that's where uh, you guys in the mentoring program, you guys get access to our uh, exclusive joint venture and partner deals. So, you know, uh, myself and Sam do the borrowing and you can participate in some of those deals um, potentially if they're appropriate um, and at the right stage for you as we go along uh, in that sort of space. So, you know, there's a couple of things at that stage you can go and make sure you uh, check back in and find out what's going on with your portfolio as you go along. Now, there, there's a few things. Uh, I think I saw a couple of things in the, the mentoring post last night. There's, you know, like uh, when, when your kids turn 18, they don't become dependents anymore. Uh, I do know we've got um, many clients who've I got one client um, of mine who uh, lives uh, lives with their parents. Now it doesn't; it's not as bad as it sounds, <laughs> but uh, it's quite a large place, and they kind of live in the second house in the large place, and they don't have to pay any rent while they're there. Uh, and that's that's been magic for them. They've been able to unlock their ability to borrow, so they've gone on to borrow uh, and buy another three investment properties because of that that maneuver that situation whatever it looks like if you can reduce expenses significantly that's great um but what what uh, uh, what normally happens is your incomes need to go up a little bit uh, as you're going uh, as you're going along now um over here in consolidation this is where um this is where mostly i see the equity issue all right equity issue um and certainly joint ventures and doing deals um uh on your properties are uh, pretty uh, a pretty easy types of um, add value to your income that you can do. But let's have a look at a couple of other things at this stage, uh, which I would which I would sort of say adding value, adding income, adding servicing to your um, your cash flow is something that we can do at consolidation stage. Number one, uh, the easy one again, Reno slash add value. Okay, now. When I say add value, I'm talking about significant adding value. Now, I do know a lot of 
investors have older properties that can at some point in the future um, be either totally knocked over, bowled over and brand new house put on there, uh, maybe even a duplex, maybe dual income, two properties. Uh, I know a number of uh, clients that could do that. I know a number of clients in New South Wales. There's the granny flat legislation in New South Wales for maybe about $120,000, $150,000. You can put a, a, a total like um, two-bedroom granny flat on your property in New South Wales if you've got enough room and you can add a whole new income stream. Now, if you invested in a brand new property, a brand new house for one hundred and fifty, and then you ended up renting that for three hundred and fifty, four hundred, you know that is significant cash flow, significant income for you uh, as you go along. So, renovate, add value. Uh, again, when we get to a certain stage of our property portfolio, and we run out of the ability or the interest to borrow more and buy more direct properties. These are the sorts of things we look back into the properties we have and we say, right, what can I do to those properties to improve those properties to make them better? Because now they, they still, they've still got to go the distance. They've still got to go, got to, got to go another 15, 20, 30 years uh, when it comes to producing income and being attractive to tenants. You've got to look after them. Uh, again, uh, in, this, in this stage, uh, JVs, um, certainly... You can do the equity arbitrage manoeuvre right now, borrowing a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars against your portfolio uh, at you know three percent and getting fifteen percent return on it. That's a no-brainer every day of the week. Absolute no-brainer. Now the risk is a little bit higher there, so you don't want to be putting millions in. Um, you know that's where you got to have a bit of a look at. And the other one, um, which some of you guys might be surprised with, um, is equity arbitrage when it comes to other um, investments, you know, which is sort of some stocks and some um, potential um, shares, okay? Now, um, I'm a big fan of your money-keeping moving, gang. Now, if you've got access to capital and cash, you know, if there, if you can get $200,000 but you can't borrow another five hundred to buy another property, that $200,000 um, should be moving, should be working. And um, if you want to know you know, how to do that better and do that well, then, you know, uh, get some education in and around that. But, you know, that property sitting in equity makes you nothing, makes you zero, okay? And uh, it's certainly something that I think is worth um, considering and understanding money. Money's job is to move and be working all the time um, as we go along. So hopefully that makes sense, uh, gang. Uh, Tracy's got a question here. What happens after depreciation reduces and we we can't do tax variations anymore? Good question, Trace. Good question. Um, well, um, you've achieved something which is good, which means you've you've owned a property for at least ten years. Um, your property, um, well, that that property is ten years old or more. Um, I would say uh, you might not have owned it for ten years, but uh, what do you do? Well, this is what you do, Trace, as you go along. What happens, gang? And um, I love my little timeline here as we go. What happens is your values over time, call it 15, 20 years, should be going up. Um, your uh, your expenses, which includes your interest, uh, your interest is your major expense, should go down, okay? Um, and the depreciation, your depreciation would certainly follow along this and then 
you know, drop off in some way, shape, or form like that. So there's a nice little color, colorful line. So when your depreciation starts to drop off, then at um, at some point your loan to value ratio, Tracy, your loan to value ratio at this point here um, should be a lot lower. Let's say call it fifty percent, sixty percent, whatever it is, because your values are up here um, and your your loans or your expenses are down there. Okay, so what I would say, Tracy, um, as you're going along, if you um, if you need or you want to tax minimize at that point, then uh, every other year when your loan-to-value ratio drops below a certain level, this is this is one of my little personal rules, when, when your loan-to-value ratio goes below 50%, which means my values have increased or, my, or I've paid off more of my debts, then I will buy a new property. I'll buy a new property so I can get some depreciation so each time. So I'm keeping my loan-to-value ratio around that 50% mark and I'll just keep acquiring Tracy. So let's say some of those older properties run out of depreciation, but now I'm buying new properties and those new properties get in um, as we as we go along. Uh, it's um, So Trace said it's four to five years old, three of them, but depreciation very low now. Okay, well, um, uh, you... Uh, is, did you get a uh, a proper depreciation schedule done, Trace? Uh, I'd check in on that. Just make sure you've done the proper depreciation schedule. But it's very normal that depreciation goes down. Um, remember, if you do renovate the properties, uh, any add value to those properties, you get to start that depreciation for that item again uh, as you go along. So um, it's very normal for depreciation to go down. It's usually seven to ten years from it to go to maximum to minimum. Um, and, um, yep, there you go. Someone chucked it in there doing a Renault in the boost, boosted appreciation. So maybe at some point, Tracy, in the next little bit, uh, you might want to get your rents up, and that means maybe spending 10, 20, 30 grand on the renovation um, on that property. And remember, gang, you would have been saving that uh, dollars and cents uh, from, your, um, from your tax return and the other bits and pieces into that property's offset account or into an offset account allocated to that property for future renovations and, and fixing and stuff like that. So um, hopefully that makes sense. All right, gang, I uh, don't know how long I've been waffling on this morning. I wasn't keeping an eye on the time, um, but um, there you go. It's about 20 minutes. So hopefully hopefully that was, uh, hopefully that made sense. You know, what can you do? Get your incomes up, gang. Um, but uh, uh, when, when, and, when and if possible, keep that money moving. Keep that money moving. Make sure it's working hard. And um, and uh, be a little bit patient, that's for sure. All right, gang, uh, that's it. Coffee and a chat done and dusted for today, uh, 19th of July. Make sure you join us tonight. Mentoring's going to be awesome and fun, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Going to be going to be uh, up in Brisbane, I think. We're going to sort of travel up there and do it uh, in a in a good location. So uh, it should be nice to get out of the house. All right, gang. Um, Stay safe, stay well, and uh, chat to you tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Adios. Bye-bye.